What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The following is a presentation of the Match Talk Podcast Network. It's time for the ODU Wrestling Monarch Matcast, a show dedicated to all things related to the Old Dominion Wrestling Program. On the web at monarchmatcast.com. Now, here's your host, three-time National Wrestling Writer and Broadcaster of the Year, and 2004 ODU alumnus, Jason Bryant. Episode 66 of the OD Wrestling Monarch Matt Cast. Today we visit with Associate Head Coach Daryl Thomas. Practice has started. we got a new season of Monarch Wrestling here. On today's show, we'll break down the opening week of practice, talk about this year's schedule, and opponents we'll see coming to the TED this year, and what road trips Monarch Nation can expect to see Monarch wrestlers competing around the country. Before we start, I want to thank everybody who gave me feedback from Monarch Nation and from wrestling fans around the country about our previous episode of the Monarch Matt Cast, which was a tribute to the late Jamie Kelly, a classmate, not exactly a classmate, I was in school with him, and he was a coach as I finished out my academic career, as many know, that took uh, quite a while, but uh, Coach Thomas, I know you didn't know Jamie very well, but we do have some news as it relates to the memory of Jamie Kelly and his impact on the program. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, I didn't know him uh, on a super personal level. Um, met him in, a, in passing a couple times, and, and to hear it, um, we were sitting here in the office one day, and, and Steve started getting calls left and right, and people trying to figure out what happened and stuff like that. So it was, it was a very tragic event uh, for his family, for sure. Um, and I know something we've done with the with our golf outing is kind of renamed it in, in his name and in his honor, um, obviously to benefit our program. But we wanted to make sure that his name lived, uh, you know, l- move forward uh, long beyond, uh, you know, his, his his time here on Earth. And while it's not officially affiliated with Old Dominion, I do want to make a pitch for their GoFundMe. That's at jkmemorialfund.com. That's a quick link that'll send you to help Jackie and the kids out in, in, in the future and, and hopefully for things that can help help them go through this this tough process. Jamie was a was a was a crazy fun guy, you know, always super positive and and a guy that really embodied what what the sport of wrestling was, but also what it was like to be a graduate of Old Dominion, to be a monarch, to be a proud alumni. So that's one thing that uh, again jkmemorialfund.com and of course the golf outing coming up in in early May typically. I'm sure Daryl or Coach Martin you'll give us info as that date approaches. But one thing that also has come and gone was Giving Day. The Monarchs were calling previous donors and contributors and, and alumni. I got a call from Larry early, and my phone picks up. I was like, what does Larry want? And he's like, hey, JB, it's Giving Day. I'm like, I got you. He sends me the link. We're good. We'll put the link into the show notes on how you can continue to provide, provide, let's change that up, the provide to the Monarch Wrestling Program via the Giving Day link. And, and Daryl, from your perspective, 
things like Giving Day and a lot of programs around the country are doing things like this, having the athletes call. I know I got a call from another school that I had contributed to, not as much, of course, as I give to Old Dominion. But, you know, what's what's it like from a coaching standpoint to see these athletes actually having a chance to talk to the alumni, to talk to the supporters and not just say, hey, hit us up for some money? Yeah, yeah, I know. I think it's huge to to kind of bridge that gap. Um, between prior uh, prior student athletes and, and current student athletes, and, and like you said, alumni and, and current student athletes, um, kind of putting a face with it. I know people love to would much rather get a call from a student athlete asking you know to help support them rather than hearing from a, you know us coaches from from Steve or, or myself or Coach Beasley and saying hey can you give us some money <laughs> you know what I mean but um, in this day and age as we all know uh, fundraising is a necessity and this is a huge a huge piece of our program and us being able to continue to <clears throat> try to compete with the upper echelon of uh, NCAA wrestling and continue to try to move the program forward so uh, we understand that Coach Martin definitely understands that at a high level and um, he does a great job of it so I think right now we're right around I think yesterday's number was a little bit above 20,000 so I want to give a personal thank you to anybody who donated especially UJB and uh, you know anybody who donated and and maybe didn't expect to get a phone call but still gave and um, every little bit helps and our our link will still be open throughout the duration of the year and we'll continue to kind of add on to that number for the next few days. Yeah, between that and my brick, my ODUAF statement is slightly incrementally moving up. So, uh, you know, living out in Minnesota, I can't buy football season tickets. So it's it's one of those things like, mm-hmm. all right, well, this is the best I got, at least from where I'm at. And, of course, in wrestling media, we don't make hardly anything. So uh, the pittance you get is the best I can do for the time being. Now, moving forward, uh, all jokes aside, you recently had a chance to speak at the Chesapeake Sports Club. What's it like for you to have that opportunity to to speak with people in the community, you know, in the greater Hampton Roads area about Old Dominion Wrestling? Yeah, first and foremost, it's a privilege because that's, you know, that's something that Coach Martin does. And, you know, he had a funeral um, for Doug Smith, one of his very close friends, his, his father passed away. Um, so he had me go in his place. And that was uh, that was really an eye opening experience to be able to speak to, like you said, the people of Hampton Roads and these these people who know so much about athletics in the area. Um, and just kind of share a little bit about our program and uh, what we have going on and maybe give them insight as to some things that they may not have known previously, um, kind of get them involved. We got some season ticket sales from it um, and also got some people that, that were uh, interested in donating on the day of giving. So um, it was good more than anything to make the connection with the people of the area and, and let them know what we're all about and give them an opportunity to know um, more about us. Now, as it relates to now, we're not going to try to shove you out the door here, but situations like this are, are beneficial for for young coaches to do. So, when that time comes that you may yeah. end up being a head coach, how does a situation yeah. like speaking to a sports club help prepare you as far as professional development? Oh, it's huge! It is gigantic. And uh, again, like I said, I'm very appreciative that that Coach Martin um, felt comfortable enough to send me in, in his place and. Um, like you said, things like that, that, that's what head coaches do and being able to get that, that experience and that opportunity, um, early on in my, in my coaching career is, uh, you know, second to none and, and very beneficial. So, um, that stuff's important, putting, getting your face out in the community, um, and being visible and, and just letting people know who you are. So, um, definitely was, it was a great opportunity for me, especially from a career standpoint. We're into the first week or two of practice officially preseason is done. One thing about this year's team that's unique is every starter who wrestled at the conference tournament is back. I talked to Coach Martin a couple times during the summer, and he said there's a belief on this year's team 
that he hasn't often seen. What do you see about this team in this year that could make this a very special team? Uh, I think just uh, competitive. Very, very competitive at almost every weight class. We have a lot of guys that are just, you know, chomping at the bid, not giving up easy things, um, making everything a fight. And uh, we have competition pretty much, like I said, at every weight class. That's one thing that I see. Um, and then also experience. Um, we have a lot of experience. We got a, a, quite a few seniors this year <clears throat> for the first time in a couple of years. Um, quite a few seniors and then a very good freshman class that came in that was in the top 20 in, in some recruiting rankings. Um, so a very good group there. And then, um, we're, we're looking to bring in another, another recruiting class just like that, uh, again, this year and continue to just try to stack them on top of each other. But, um, if there's one thing I had to point to is it, the competitive fire from this group and, uh, just the belief, just the belief and experience. You know, one thing that's been talked about is of course, you're, you're from Illinois. There's a ton of kids from Illinois. How do you go in and sell this Illinois thing? It's like, it's like Illinois East. It's like old dominion. <laughs> yeah. Um, just blessed. Like I said before, it, it started before me. Um, I just came in and tried to continue to to uh, use my connections and, and my, you know, being being from the state, knowing a lot of coaches and, and, and athletes. And then once it gets rolling, it kind of it kind of just keeps going. And you just try to make sure you find the right kids um, that fit what we're trying to do and the, and the culture that we're trying to establish and keep established. I think it's established now. We don't have to say that anymore. Um, but can you know, just continue to raise the level um, from a mental standpoint and, and belief. Um, so trying to get old and stay old and, uh, you know, not look back and not have to have those years where we're very, very young anymore. Monarchs are ranked preseason number 19 by Win Magazine, number 20 by Track Wrestling, number 21 by Flow Wrestling. The rankings from Amateur Wrestling News, Intermat, and the coaches poll from the NWCA have not yet been released. And, and we look at that, these are, these are mostly tournament scoring metrics and uh you know right now before we get into the schedule do you think this is a better tournament team or a better dual team it's really hard to say because we're, we're again we're very experienced we have a lot of seniors we have some guys that aren't even being mentioned um you know fair enough because they didn't they didn't get that notoriety last year they didn't do what they needed to do to be receiving that this year yet um but i think we have a ton of guys who are right on the cusp and are going to get their name out there nationally as well but um we're so experienced that I think either way, obviously you have the heavy hitters with Larry Early and Mikhail McGee and Sanarian Perry, um, but there's a ton of other guys behind them like a Antonio Agee, like a Shane Jones, um, a freshman that's going to be pushing him and Kellen Ecker. Uh, there's so many guys that, that are just not getting that national notoriety yet, and, and like I said, rightfully so because they haven't earned it yet, um, but that's going to make us a very good dual team as well. So we're pretty balanced everywhere for the most part. Um, and now it's just about how, how, how far we can take that. Moving to the schedule for 2019-2020, the Blue Silver Interest Squad will be the first chance, uh, you know, really until the new year for Monarch Nation to check out the Monarchs Wrestle at home. It'll be at the Jim Jarrett Athletic Administration Building on Thursday, October 24th at 7 p.m. This is something that's been prevalent in college wrestling for the last, uh, you know, Geez, at this point, 15 or so years, 15 plus. I remember when Steve Martin first got the job, we were still doing the ODU Invitational, which was a very small four to five team tournament that was essentially a glorified wrestle off. But now the Inter Squad has become something that, that Monarch Nation can put on its calendar. What do you like about the Inter Squad and, and the opportunity for, for our fans to, to get an early look at almost everybody on the roster? Uh, yeah, I mean, more, more than anything, it's a dress rehearsal. Um, it's an opportunity for our guys to make weight and put on a singlet and, and get out in front of people for the first time since March, you know, and some a little bit before that. 
uh, March or you know June with the University Nationals, but for the first time in our singlet since March. Um, so it gives them an opportunity to get back into the groove, get back in front of people, and kind of get the ball rolling with the season. Um, and then also it gives the fans an opportunity to, to see some of the younger guys. And I think the last couple of years we've had some young guys knock off some older guys. Um, and it's just a great opportunity, like you said, with with having a, you know, a, a, a highly touted recruiting class come in um, for the fans to kind of get their eyes on some of those guys and kind of see some of the older guys and what adjustments and, and what what tricks they've maybe added to their game, um, you know, early on uh, in October. So. The official season kicks off November 3rd, a new event hosted by the Citadel then in Charleston, South Carolina, the Battle at the Citadel. This includes Old Dominion, American Duke, NC State, the brand new program at Presbyterian, Stanford, and of course the host school, the Citadel, and the the, you cannot forget the in the Citadel. I just have to make that abundantly clear for people. Bit of a bit of a, a nerd when it comes to attribution. But anyway, it's a multiple entry event designed for Matt time. On the same day, some monarchs will head up to the Princeton Open in New Jersey. Who's going where and what do you like about both events? Yeah, we're still we're still ironing out uh, who's going to go where, but most of the team will go to to the Citadel. Uh, we'll send a select few up to Princeton um, for you know opportunities at some guys, and I'll let that kind of le- be left up to the imagination on who who we might send up up to Princeton. Um, but we kind of have an idea, but we won't put it out there yet. Um, but yeah, most of the team will be going to Citadel. Uh, different different opportunity, a little bit close to home. Um, but just an opportunity to go see some of those other schools and some some schools uh, from the MAC West side that that we usually would see, um, but with the new MAC alignment, we won't be able to see them too many times this year. So that was a good opportunity to go see some of those schools as well. Now, as we move November tenth, the Monarchs will head to the Journeyman Classic. It's another kind of a modified individual tournament where pools of athletes will compete one another. Follows the Northeast Duels this year. No Northeast Duels, but the Journeyman Classic. What do you like about this format? Yeah, originally we were going to go to the, we were going to do both. We were going to do the duels and the classic, um, and kind of mix and match guys. Um, but the dual, the dual portion, I guess, uh, from a logistic standpoint, it didn't, didn't really work out. So we decided to just do the classic. Um, but yeah, it's a good opportunity to see some, some good competition, um, but not, not get that same five or six match tournament grind. I think you get in there, wrestle three matches and you'll probably be, be out of there by, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon at the latest, most likely. First duel of the year comes against preseason number 13, NC State. In Raleigh, the team will stick around for the Wolfpack Open the following Sunday. This is one thing, you know, we do the NC State show here on the network as well. And, you know, Pat Popolizio talks about ODU always comes to battle with NC State. What is it about the matchup that you've seen over the years you've been in Norfolk that, you know, it's just like ODU and NC State, that, that ends up being a duel worth watching every year in the early season? Yeah, I think it's a it's a definitely developed into a good good rivalry, a good friendly healthy rivalry. Um a lot of a lot of known things on on both ends with us going down there to train with them and uh things like that before the world team trials and doing a little uh RTC camp with them um pretty much every year. So there's some familiarity on both sides, so I think that's that's part of it. Um you know, coaching staff wise, I'm, I'm very close with uh, Tommy Gann. I know he's in that one of their RTC athletes, and I know Coach Martin and, and Coach Papalizio are, are pretty close. They talk often, um, so I think it's just a lot of real good, friendly rivalry, and, and both both sides come to scrap every time. 
it, it just it's it's I've known Steve Martin for over twenty years, and it's one of these things where I look back and like look at the dynamic between him and Coach Popolizio and their relationship. That's <laughs> one that you kind of look at. You're like, how do those two guys? How are they friends? <laughs> yeah, I think they're both they're both alike in the way that they think. So, um, both guys that want to win at a high level. So I think that's where it comes from. November will close out with the Navy Classic up in Annapolis just after Thanksgiving. This is an event that ODU has really performed well at the last couple of years. What do you guys like about the Navy Classic? It's just a good overall tournament. Yeah, we I think we've been third and maybe sec- second or third twice the last two years that I've been here. Um, but it's just a good tournament. It's a good, a good amount of teams from different places. you got a couple Pac-12 schools in it. Um, you've got some Mac schools in it. You got some Ivy League. You got some academies. So you got a good mix of schools. You got some Big Ten. I think Purdue came a couple years ago. Um, but you just have a good mix of teams, and it's a solid tournament. You know, and it's not the first weekend of the year where you're you're going out and being in a tournament like that. But you kind of got a couple under your belt, and it's just a, it's just at a great time. Um, I think in the year where you kind of you kind of got the ball rolling a little bit, and um, it's a good good solid competition with some different uh, some different schools in it. December opens up with a drive up to Fairfax for the Patriot Open on December 7th before heading to your old neck of the woods, Edwardsville, for a duel with SIUE. Let's talk about George Mason and the Patriot Open for a bit. George Mason back in the conference, was a longtime conference mate in the all-sports CAA. Now the two schools are in different conferences with, with ODU and the Conference USA and wherever the heck George Mason is for other sports. We only care about wrestling here. So uh, Frank Beasley started up the Patriot Open up there in Fairfax. What's it like to have a, another open tournament in Virginia and then – you know, you, you don't come from the the rivalry era from ODU and George Mason, but you, you've got to know that there's there's always you look you can look around at the, the ODU Hall of Fame and some of the the great sporting events that have happened over the years. And you know, ODU George Mason's kind of been there for all sports. What's it like to you know have them back on the schedule and have them hosting a tournament? You know, within uh, you know reasonable drive. Oh, it's great! It's great because uh, you know before before that, I mean, <clears throat> pretty much you're you're having to go to PA and you know, North Carolina and things like that to go to go to some of these opens out here on the East Coast. And uh, it's just nice to have something within the state within, you know, I tell people sometimes it can take you three hours to get to D.C. or it could take you seven. <laughs> but uh, if you leave at the right time, it's it's within a good reasonable distance where guys can get up there, wrestle and then drive back in the same day um, or not not in the same day, but, you know, wrestle and then get back here in a decent hour at night. Um so, but yeah, Coach Beasley's doing great things with that program, and and you knew he would after he left NC State. Um, so it's no surprise, and it's just good to have that open, you know, right up the road, and and uh, a good opportunity for our guys. You get that second duel with SIUE kind of just after exams and such. You know, the timing on the calendar. Why does this work for ODU this year? Uh or or is it simply is did it not work, and this is the best spot we had? I think it might have just been the the, the best spot. For it to go, I know we moved it around a couple times, um, and we ended up deciding on Wednesday, December 18th. Um, it's a good chance to well, having a lot of Illinois guys on our team. Um, that'll be similar to like a, a home match a little bit. Um, so we'll get to go wrestle that, wrestle that, and then those guys will get to go home for the holidays right after. Um, so I just thought it felt it, it fit it fit very well um, in terms of them getting a break right after and not having to come back out here um, for you know, to come back or come back here and then have to go home after that. So I uh, thought it worked out well. And around the holidays, you get a chance to go home too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm right there at home being right there in my hometown. That'll be great. I know I have some family there, friends there. Um, so that'll be good. 
Now, we close out the calendar year as the Monarchs head to Fort Lauderdale to compete at the South Beach Duels for the first time. MACFO Missouri is on the schedule. This is the first time ODU's gone to this event, and right now the schedule hasn't been published at odusports.com. But who else is going to be on the docket there for, for Monarch Wrestling? It's a format where you got two duels each day and you hit the beach the rest of the time. Yeah, so a great, great event. We wanted to give our guys, having an older senior team, we wanted to switch it up a little bit at Christmas time and you know kind of go somewhere that was cool you know, being in South Beach. Um, but yeah, we'll have uh, originally scheduled, we had Missouri, Michigan State, Minnesota, and South Dakota State. So there's going to be some, some good dual meets. And I think they might be going down to three matches. So we're still working that out and seeing which three we're going to have. But it should be some some form of those those four, but minus one. New Year opens up as 2020. You head up to Amish country, where I used to live, as a number of monarchs will compete at the Franklin Marshall David Lehman Open Again, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, another open on the schedule. Again, is these are these a game time decision on who needs matches or or is it all freshmen? I mean, what do you look at when you get an open into January? Yeah, definitely, they're, they're all game time decisions. Seeing who needs the matches uh, with with injuries, with with RPI, with you know winning percentage, all those things matter. So we kind of put these on our schedule as as just upfront, knowing that these are the opportunities that are going to be there. Um, so we know as a staff from a, from a logistics standpoint, and then our athletes know, you know, if you, if you're not taking care of business, this is where you're going to have to go. Um, so if you don't want to go to those things, take care of business when you get those opportunities. Um, meaning if you're in a match where you're up by a point with 30 seconds left, you got to put the match away rather than, you know, leaving it up to chance and losing a one point match. Now you got to go to George Mason, um, open and make up for that. So, in a situation like this, the because you're not going to the scuffle, you're not going to the Midlands this year. You know, is this almost kind of like a a fallback tournament just in case something bad happens at some of these events? Like, yeah, you got to go win eight D one matches in the next three weeks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We wanted to make sure that we had those opportunities built in, um, so we did have that you know that luxury to send guys when when need be. Well, not officially a home date, the Monarchs' first competition locally in 2020 will be the 40th annual Virginia Duels at the Hampton Coliseum. The field this year, ODU, Duke, Fresno State, Kent State, Maryland, Penn, Ryder, and Virginia. This is an event where a lot of ODU alumni get a chance to come back. They check out their all high school alma maters. They get a chance to watch ODU. While the field is just eight D1 teams in, in the 40th field, this, this is one that's, that's you circle on the schedule each year. Definitely. I mean, it's it's great competition. It's in our backyard, and like you said, a bunch of ODU faithful um, come up, come out, and it's uh, it's just a good environment. Good environment with the high schools wrestling there as well. So you get to kind of get a look at a couple kids from 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 Virginia, PA, uh, Maryland, kind of all over. So um, just a great event right in our backyard. Now, with the conference slate changing significantly as the MAC absorbed the old Eastern Wrestling League. January 17th sees the Monarchs home opener against number 26 Lockhaven, a well-coached, gritty team from central Pennsylvania. A lot, a lot of guys that like to bang. And then old CAA wrestling rival Ryder will get reacquainted with the Monarchs on January 19th at the TED. So, you know, a Friday, Sunday home opener. What do you expect to, to finally give the folks in Norfolk a chance to see this team since the yeah. wrestle-offs? Yeah, unfortunately, we had, to, we had to wait until January to get home, but um, better late than never, right? So uh, we we had some things scheduled in November, uh, but just some things fell through last second. Um, but it, as anything, you roll with the punches and you move forward and uh, not look back. So, um, yeah, but that's that's a weekend that, 
You know, if you had to circle, if you had to circle a couple, that would definitely be one of them. Um, we know Lockhaven, like you said, well coached. Um, Coach Moore over there, Lockhaven, and uh, and uh, his staff do a great job. And um, him and Coach Martin, another coach that Coach Martin's pretty close with. So there's been some friendly uh, banter going back and forth already. Oh, I remember some banter way back. Well, we won't go there. When he was an assistant at UVA, there was some really fun banter. Now, Ryder's a team that's been uh, been pretty much, you know, Steve's kind of had their numbers since he got the job at Old Dominion. You know, the year before Steve got the job, Ryder beat Old Dominion 40-6. to The next year, ODU beat Ryder, and it's been pretty much ODU owning the series ever since. And John Hange's the coach now after taking over for, for uh, Gary Taylor, who was there for almost four decades. And you know that's a, that's a team that's always going to bring some swagger to it. It's going to bring some gritty stuff, and you know Ryder ODU is is always a, f- a festive duel. So what do you think? It, what are you thinking about how it's like to get them back on the schedule? Oh, it's definitely it's great. It's great. Yeah, Ryder with a you know a good they're in a good spot where they can recruit you know New Jersey, Pennsylvania. So they're they're going to have some good gritty kids and kids that are good on the mat. Uh, so we're we're looking forward to that as well, and that's going to be that's going to be a tough weekend for us. That's a weekend where we have to bring our A game um, and be ready to go um, in both matches. We can't we can't take anyone lightly, and uh, we, we, our guys have, have got to bring it. So we'll, we'll have them ready, though. I know that. Following week, it's a road trip through the Keystone State and a date with Edinburgh on January twenty fourth, and a duel with Clary and two days later on the twenty sixth. This is part of that EWL absorption. This is this half of the conference and. It makes for some interesting scheduling now. You go through the Keystone State where it's it's a big recruiting territory. And with two programs with a lot of tradition, they're they're kind of in a rebuilding mode right now, Edinburgh and Clarion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a ton of history there at Edinburgh um, as well as Clarion. Um, but, you know, Edinburgh had a little bit of a, a, a down year last year. But with that type of history, um, it only takes it only takes a snap of a finger for it to turn around. Um, so we, we've got to be ready for that uh, heading up and being on the road. You know, any anytime you go on the road, you have to be ready. So, um, I think that'll be a good matchup. And then Clarion, I think they're they're making some some good strides as, as a program. Um, so we've got to be ready for that one too. They definitely have some guys that that we need to definitely be ready for. Virginia Tech will come to town on Sunday, February second, for the annual alumni duel. Tech always brings a big crowd. This is one ODU alums circle, no matter the sport. Whenever Virginia Tech's on the schedule. Yeah, I mean, again, you got to sort of, if there was a couple you had to circle, um, this is another one. Um, so it's great to get them back on the schedule. We wrestled them at the uh, Virginia Duels last year, but to have them, you know, in their own space on the schedule is uh, is big. And our guys know the importance of that match. Um, there's a lot of Virginia Tech, UVA grads in this area as well, so uh, we know it's going to be a it's going to be a uh, electric duel. And uh, I think that duel we're also going to. We're also going to honor uh, Jamie Kelly and and have his family out at that match as well. So uh, that that'll be a that'll be a big night. One thing about the alumni duel, it's tr- traditionally been on the front end of the season. I know the couple times I came out, it was usually against Missouri on a football wrestling weekend. And I'm like, can can we can we get a can we get a different opponent for the alumni duel? So why <laughs> why move it to February this year? Uh that you know originally again we had we had Virginia Tech scheduled and. At the end of uh, in in early December, um, and unfortunately we had to move it around, and and that's that's kind of where we were able to fit it in in the schedule. I'll be honest with you, as an alumni who lives a long way away, I I I, I like the football wrestling weekend, but uh, I also like an alumni duel later in the year during during wrestling season. Maybe get myself two trips out there a year, but uh, yeah. yeah, who knows? 
Now moving on, another former CAA opponent, Drexel, which now competes in the EIWA, will come to town on Monday, February 10th at a rare Monday duel. You don't see a whole lot of them. Then a non-conference yeah. duel with Navy takes place on Valentine's Day up in Annapolis before the Monarchs wind back through and head to that school in Fairfax, George Mason, two days later. So with Ryder, Drexel, and George Mason on the schedule, that's three former conference foes you're set to tangle with. But uh, first, let's yeah. talk about you know Matt Acevedo's team at Drexel and then, uh, of course, the, the budding rivalry with Navy. Yeah, Drexel, that, that's uh, that's going to be another good match. Um, we got the better of them last year, but it was it was uh, it was a knockdown drag out, and and we just kind of came out on the on the better end of it. So um, we know that that's going to be a good matchup. Um, and then Navy Navy uh, beat us last year. We know they're a tough tough gritty team. Um, they're great hand fighters, and and that's a that's a position we have to overcome and and, and find a way to get through. So um, and then George Mason having them having them coming down and wrestling them at their place. Um, we know, like you said, they're, they're on an upswing with their program. Um, there's going to be a lot of excitement for them. Um, and then, you know, it, it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to it. I have to announce with George Mason on Brian Hazard quite a bit. So that's all I'm going to say about Mason on this show. So no more Mason talk the rest of the year here on the program. Monarchs, <laughs> good. Yeah, Monarchs close out the home schedule with Bloomsburg on February 23rd before heading to Northern Illinois on March 7th and 8th for the MAC Championships. So we're looking at the schedule. No Central Michigan, no Ohio. The possibility exists of seeing Kent State, but this is a drastically different conference schedule than previous years. So, you know, what are you what are you going into thinking? I mean, is is this a, a schedule of what's, what's unknown? I mean, you really don't know how to really gauge some of these teams because you haven't seen them a whole lot, yeah. and they're loaded up on your yeah. schedule. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you hit it on the head. A schedule of unknowns is definitely uh, – a good way to put it, because um, like you said, we're used to wrestling the Central Michigans, the Ohio's, the Kent State. So um, stylistically, I'm sure it'll be a, quite a bit different um, for us, not only for us, but also for them. Um, so I think, again, same thing we tell our guys all the time is, is you know, you have to go out and instill your instill your style and your will on your opponent and uh, make them wrestle your way. Um, so that's what we're going to have to do night in and night out. And if we do that more times than not, I think we'll come out on the on the right end of things. Now we look at the things about this team, and again, we'll go into the depth chart on the next episode, but if you had to like kind of make a sales pitch right now, maybe the pitch that you did at the Chesapeake Sports Club to buy season tickets, what would that be for this year's squad? Yeah, I think this is a team that's, uh, you know, ranked in the top 20 or 21 in, every, in almost every national poll. Um this is a team that's full of excitement that's going to score points um and full of competitors and experience and i think this is a team that that you want to get out and watch and support and and get behind um because i think there's still some things that that are unknown and and under the radar uh, about us and uh and we're just going to continue to improve as a program and and keep continue to try to be exciting um and put on a good show for the fans now, again, as the team's ranked, as you said, across the board in most major polls, we can see that probably change, hopefully for the higher, if you're part of Monarch Nation, when the, the dual meet rankings come out by the NWCA. Also, of note, for just $25, fans can receive 10 vouchers valid for any ODU wrestling regular season home match. You can go to odusports.com and find that link on the schedule page, or you can just simply look at the show notes here on monarchmacast.com. I'll include a link to get those season ticket packages. And, Daryl, that's another thing that wrestling programs are doing. They're selling season pa season ticket packages. They're trying to make yeah. it more of a revenue sport. And, you know, what's that, that change been like in the, the evolution of that been like since you've been in Norfolk? 
Uh, it's been great. It's been great. It's been, like you said, something that we've done ever since I've been here and probably well before. Um, but we, we're always selling them at the football games and, um, and, you know, any, any opportunity we get, we're, we're looking to sell those season tickets. And I think we had, they gave us a hundred voucher books to sell. And I think we've only, we're, we're pretty close to being out of those. So, um, it's time to get some more. <laughs> and once again, season ticket information can be found at odusports.com or monarchmatcast.com. So for coach Daryl Thomas, I'm Jason Bryant. This has been episode 66 of the OD Wrestling Monarch Matcast. And remember, Monarch fans, like Jamie Kelly says, be your best. This show is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.